your music yeah. is bad and you should feel bad with matt and blake here's this thing perfect we talked about jeff that. today one of the <laughs> yes. jeffs yeah loomis so, right so the big news <laughs> is jeff loomis is free free as a bird he left arch enemy um Jeff Loomis is a guitar player primarily known for being in Nevermore and then sort of doing some like solo like because there was a point there where like Nevermore was done, but he was like even more you know, he's got bigger online because of the you know, you post a video, like a demo video for a pickup company and gets a million views, whatever. So he just became, became like a guitar guy for a few years and like he did this one album. With a little that everybody YouTuber. in Nevermore died. Well, they hadn't yet, but they but had. They spoiler were good alert! Yeah, they did. Uh, well, one guy, two guys, one, two guys, two guys that were in uh, the later uh, uh, incarnation of Nevermore died. The drummer also, or maybe Van, bassist. Van Williams is still alive. Did must did, be a different guy though. I forgot. There were definitely two guys when There's, I was reading. I think the one Wikipedia. of the earlier guys died, Wikipedia. like one of the earlier second guitar players. But um, oh, maybe that's what it is. Look, somebody died. Uh, I outside think, of so uh, Jeff Jeff Loomis, guitar player, we was talking about this whole episode, and Van Williams, the drummer, are definitely still alive. And okay. they're talking, they're doing something together, which oh, well. was posted even before he left Arch Enemy, and it was like, well. so that's cool. I think Jim Shepard, the bass player, is still alive. Um, World Dane, unfortunately, singer is not. So some would say, unfortunately, some uh, would have different. De- definitely, opinions. unfortunately, uh, because uh, he was like fifty. Like, don't it just no, he just, I don't like his I, singing. Uh, yes, it's awful that he died uh too early and all that. But yeah, but I mean, that's he's not singing you, anymore, so that's good. So happens to keep doing keep doing drugs after numerous yeah. health problems. Um, so. All right. Well, f- first let's focus on the news, and then we'll get into. We have a bunch of like tangential stuff. The only Tim thing that, Calvert the, died. I, yeah, he was one of the did. early. I think he's the original. One of the original might have been the first other guitar player. Um, but yeah, he he passed away. So, uh, Jeff has been in Arch Enemy for years. Arch Enemy at one point Nine years, I believe, like a death metal band. I have a hard time even calling them that now because it's so like death and roll it's so i really want to call them power metal um for me arch enemy was an accessible maybe maybe death metal band when angela was there Mm. and then she was not and then uh the i don't know with with Alyssa and whatever else they became more and more accessible and it is it's just yeah it just got totally right totally simple songs it's like it's, it's pop metal. metal. It's pop with, metal. It, it, it's like pop metal with death metal vocals, which yeah. basically, yeah, would be like power metal if it weren't for the lack of clean vocals. But yeah, it's which still is power metal. Given boring. what we call power metal these days, right? It's it's power metal. Yes. Uh. Uh. But uh, literally, the only thing that makes death metal initially death metal is the vocals. So therefore, if it's only death vocals, something death adjacent or something so anyway that's just that's how i see it but yeah basically i have no i didn't listen to any arch enemy for this i know their progression they like they were considered like real good uh death metal band at some point back in the day angela came in they got a little more mainstream but still interesting and uh 
she was fairly uh like pioneering as a woman doing death metal vocals and then and Alyssa is actually a very good vocalist it's just that she joined the band and it got less good and also some of the like annoying drama they've had seems to directly be related to her too so it doesn't seem like she so anyway but that's a Jeff, whole topic that Jeff we could Loomis, probably leave alone if you don't know Jeff Loomis is a super technical guitar player and nevermore is like riffs and shredding and then he joins Art Arch Enemy and they just have him playing like 20 second butt rock solos like there's got to be some track i don't know i i did not do this the research on this i would not be surprised if there's at least one track somewhere that like some fan people actually there's this song where they gave him like longer to solo and he like shredded a little but i don't know what it is and i've never heard it i heard a lot and, of butt rock solos in my limited research it was nothing nothing doing anything interesting nothing special yeah. I, eh. and he does like a lot of whammy stuff but it's like they it's like they even told him to keep it simple. I know he doesn't write anything because it's the other dude's band, the other guitar players, his band, he writes everything. Jeff is the stunt guitarist, but then they don't let him do any stunts. And so it's it's weird. Uh he was in the band for a long time, but I understand that they were very famous and it helped him a lot, I'm sure, career but he put in his time and hopefully now he's like, enough of that crap. Uh I saw them, well, I didn't so much see them as they were at Heavy Montreal when I was there in 2015. And we didn't really try to see Arch Enemy, but they were on one of the bigger stages. And so we happened to be like nearby getting food when they were playing. So we heard some of them. Again, I, wouldn't, I literally didn't see them. I heard some of them. And I just remember the guitar solos with the like, you know, the like crazy whammy stuff and being like, Okay, is that all you have him doing? And then like the song keeps going. And you're like, okay, why do you have Jeff Loomis in the band? But they did. And now they don't. And that's fantastic news for everybody. So the question is, what's Jeff going to do? Is he going to make his own band? Is he going to join up with somebody? Has well, he been writing? Do we know? He, he has, um, he's been doing something with Van, which who knows? That could be something totally new. Or they could try to do like Nevermore with a different vocalist. Um, they were the two who left Nevermore. Like when Nevermore sort of broke up, what happened was Jeff and Van left. I believe. Um, so everything I know is internet message board hearsay, but I was on the Nevermore forum quite a Wikipedia. bit back in the day. And what I remember happening was. Worrell and Jim, I believe, both got sober because they had health issues. And so part of the rift that formed was that they couldn't party no more. But That's Jeff and Van could still party and still wanted to party. There was also, uh, I don't like all I, like Worrell was like on the forums and sometimes on the IRC Ooh, channel. Fuck. And I remember he didn't sing out, did he? That'd be awful. <sighs> He did not sit. You cannot say on a, a forum you post clips. On IRC channel <laughs> and uh, and and uh, and it would have been fantastic if he had it's fantastic. Singer. Awful. Singer. So just uh, very good at singing. No, very good at singing. Literally hey. very good at singing. Uh, I hated, uh, him. hated him. I understand. It's not for everybody, but he is, however, very good at the thing that he does. And uh, so. One of the best metal vocalists 
of all time. Uh, and so Put me to poop on. And uh, sure. So <laughs> they 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 split. Uh, uh, there was rumors that like Jim and World were going to keep going with like different guitar players, or something different drums, but that didn't really come together. Uh, but he he said World said something about like. Jeff wanted to go be like a guitar hero or something. And I was like, how does he do that by leaving the band? I mean, but then it kind of made sense. He did all this like instrumental guitar stuff for a minute. He did uh, Conquering Dystopia is this instrumental album he did with Keith Marrow, who is a YouTube guitar player. But I was like, there's got to be something else that dude did, right? Like he, and I looked it up and like, no, no, no. He's just like one of the earlier YouTube guitar players, but no point was asked to do anything else. And like, and then he didn't really do anything as far as I know after that album. Like I don't he he posts on YouTube still, but like not as much. And like but like I don't know that he has a band or anything. So I don't know why I Jeff didn't did even this look album. It up. I apologize. I didn't oh do no, that that's part fine. Homework, you really don't need to again, we don't have to have listened to the same thing on this. I just had a few it, it inspired me to listen to a few things and and have new opinions on them. Although some of those were the same opinions, which in the case of that, it not like it just sounds like an album of riffs and like i can't tell like i can sometimes tell when it's jeff but i can't always tell when it's not jeff because anything that keith plays apparently sounds like jeff but maybe not as good and so he probably has like good tone he probably like that's probably the the reason that this dude was like successful on youtube is he just probably has had like good metal tone or something and so that's a people reason people have like, gone okay, a long sure, way on good metal tone. Yeah, if you I mean, if you're on YouTube when there's not a lot of you know, the very early you know guitar YouTube too. This is like I think he's one of the first generation of like oh god guys who got a fucking signature model because they were on YouTube. Because for the longest time, I even assumed he he had some other thing going on, which he he does not. But that album is like it's got cool riffs and stuff, and it sounds good. But then it just gets boring because it doesn't really go anywhere, and it's kind of like instrumental guitar music but just like it just again it just sounds like a long youtube demo and like here's the mm. new guitar here's the new pickup and it's like it works with jeff's thing but it, like this guy doesn't have his own thing that isn't just like jeff's thing so uh so i i, I listened to that again that was really all that i took away from it well that's good i listened to some more uh, harsh enemy because i i don't know i'm a glutton for punishment um, yeah. and I, and I listened to, what was it? Uh, oh God, I forgot all the, uh, albums from Nevermore. Cause I, oh yeah. Well, so I remember you, you didn't like Dreaming Neon Black and you didn't, you, you, well, you liked a little bit of Dead Heart in a Dead World. That was the one you had like heard already. I think it's because there were some songs on it. A yeah. lot of Nevermore. So, uh, we don't need to get into like genre discussions again or or we could well i can but, tell you exactly what yeah like yeah so here's the thing i like i like thrash metal i like speed metal i like punk music i like uh sweaty stinky dudes in a basement playing really loud and fast and making a lot of noise when they release albums they're like 20 to 30 minutes Nevermore made those kind of albums with the saddest sad boy wailing over them. And they made the albums an hour long with so, every single slider on the board turned all the way up. <laughs> and uh, 
they were bad albums. They were so, not. They were not good to listen to. They were exhausting. So, well, so that's. Uh, I, I don't know. Am what, I wrong? Yes, you're definitely wrong. <laughs> but uh, but I can look. I can appreciate. Explain okay, how I'm, I'm going to try to give you. I'm going to give the benefit. Of the doubt. I'm going to give you a little bit of understanding for this. Uh, they again. So Dead Heart and Dead World is when they get more accessible and when and more listenable. If you're not used to like, there were songs. They're with from. Song keep structure. in mind, they're from the '90s. And so, like the production is like a metal band in the '90s who didn't have a lot Dream of money. Theater had good metal albums from the '90s. They had uh, Dream Wake. Theater had more. Well, okay, so uh, Dream Theater had. Uh, it's about producers, though. So as soon as Nevermore got Andy Sneap, that's when they yep. the stuff sounded better. Right. And they did. Uh, although even then, the thing is, Dead Heart and a Dead World sounds good in spite of like the shitty sounds of stuff because they didn't use like a real seven string. He had like a six string guitar that somebody had like attached an extra tuner to and he made like a half ass seven string. <laughs> and so it has that awful farty nineties seven string tone. But what Andy Sneap is good at is EQing the fuck out of metal albums to make them sound good. He, uh, I believe. Let me make sure I don't. I'm not talking out of my ass about this. Never happened. It's fine. Um, I'm glad somebody EQ'd some of these albums because it felt like the first three or whatever I listened to had no. Mixing. They are hard. They're very harsh. They're, the early albums are rough uh, in that way. Um, exhausting. But and, so I can see that. I can see that. But Dead Heart gets better. Uh, enemies of reality they had to remix because i read that uh it was really muddy and bad and they got andy sneep to remix it and then it was now it's like listenable but that's why i didn't like point to that one this godless endeavor is the album that i think sounds good like that's i think the one that sounds the best not like it was forced into sounding good it's like and like you said it's 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 easier to listen to but it still has good tones and stuff. So I'm trying to figure out if it is, if I'm, if I'm missing, if those earlier albums had had any kind of actual mixing where it wasn't just all the things, all volume all the time, if some of the songs would have sounded like songs because uh, Godless Endeavor had songs that did stuff. It had, they had hooks and bridges and, the chorus, all this stuff. They were songs. They had structure. Yeah. Whereas so, the other stuff was just thrash, 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 thrash right. for well, like there, it's, seven there are songs minutes. In there. So it like there are long. Okay, so arguably, I would classify them at least early on as like progressive thrash. Right. Uh, it's kind of like thrash, but then again, the songs are longer. There's more extra riffs and crap, and. Um, the main, the interesting thing, the thing that makes Nevermore interesting overall is that they were like aggressive enough that if it wasn't for Whirl, like they'd probably just be a death metal band. Like if they didn't, if they didn't have a singer, it would just be death metal. Cause that's the kind of like the, the, the riffs and the, the aggressiveness. And so they're in a very unique band in that, uh, not only for being aggressive, but melodic, but being very dissonant. And yet, yeah. still having a lot, <laughs> There's of, a lot of vocals. There's a lot of That's a fact. But the but that's the thing that that they do well. Again, they, later on, they did less well. of it. As it goes on, they get more melodic. They basically, by the time Deadheart comes around, um, I mean, believe in nothing is like has like three power ballads on that well, album. Yeah. Believe it, yeah, but 
so the it makes sense. It's the it's the it's progression of most bands. They got more accessible as time went on. But like if you say like it's kind of like I maybe concerned it's like compared to earlier like Fate's Warning, where it's those albums are real hard to listen to like sonically. Although I think Nevermore's sound better than that. But there's some cool stuff in there. But it's like almost too proggy. And if you just want straightforward songs, it's there's way less of that. And then later on, there get there's a little more straightforward. Like by the time you get to like parallels, it's like those are the the hits, right? Sure. With face That's warning, fair. versus like awaken the guardians, like all over the place with the riffs and stuff. But uh, never more. So like it, I didn't get into the earlier stuff until I had to learn some of it when I was in Mirror Black, and we did this sacrament, which is a good song. Uh, off politics of ecstasy. Yeah, River Dragon is on um, Dead Heart. Which was an okay song. The, um, so, so there's good stuff on. First, there's good stuff on. There. There's good stuff on politics. Dreaming Neon Black probably has the best of the like super dissonant, but they made it work because it's not like, um, like Whirl has like formal training. But I'm sure he's still not like writing down what notes Jeff's playing or whatever. So he's doing it by ear. So considering he's doing it by ear, he did an extremely good job. And uh, there's a, a few like I, Dreaming Neon Black took a long time to grow on me too because it's so harsh and dissonant. But it's like if you want a really dissonant metal album that works, that's and still has melodic vocals despite the melodies being basically atonal or like extremely modal. That's 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 the only band basically. That's like them, Spiral Architect. Maybe I was just gonna say Spiral Architect again. The early, some of the early uh, Arch. I like much uh, better. Fate's Warning. Uh, so, uh, but that's in that same zone. So, uh, but I like I like the, that's the thing. I like pretty much the whole range of their stuff, and it took me longer to get into the earlier stuff. But uh, Dead Heart. Uh, enemies and this godless endeavor all have really good stuff on them. There's all this, there's some tracks on all their albums that are I'm not as into whatever, but like the good stuff is good. Uh, but yeah, the early stuff this it's not as like song. It's again, it's more prog thrash, you know, like more riffs and whatever. Um, but if you don't I like don't world, you're, not, you're gonna have a bad time. Works well with prog, at least in this format. It's not so I, much like Prague. Well, maybe a little. No, I, mean, I get, I get. There's but. the complicated time signatures and which there isn't actually that, that much of that. It's more about strange syncopation and stuff like that. Sure, uh, but I don't think any of that sound worked in long format. I think the songs need to be shorter. I think the albums need to be shorter because it's it's too much to try to uh, wrap your head around, listen to, struggle with for five, six, eight nine minutes it's 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 difficult and not in a pleasant way there are things that are difficult in that oh i i sit here and chew on this when that production was so bad you you can't chew on it because it just hurts mm, i understand <laughs> i, what you're I saying. don't want to chew yeah. on tinfoil for 10 minutes i understand the early albums yeah they have that uh they're kind of rough sounding but um yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, uh, I still like uh, a good handful of stuff off all the early, except for like maybe the the self titled like their very first album. I haven't listened to it as much. To that. But the the last one, I for this particular 
uh, one of the things I decided to listen to just as an excuse with this podcast is I listened to their last album, The Obsidian Conspiracy, which I had never really given more than like a couple spins. And it's because, uh, although honestly, now I wonder if you might like it more. Well, no, probably not. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you why. So there's worlds on it. They really toned it down on that one. Um, the producer, who's one of the original Soilwork guys, uh, saw that. Told them to like it, it made Jeff cut the songs down to where they were real straightforward and leave more room for Whirl. The problem is a leave more room for Whirl. You won't like that. But the thing is, even on, on that album. I don't even like a lot of what world's doing because it's like becoming self parody. Like the lyrics, like, okay, you don't like the sad boy lyrics fine, but some of them are like really good sad boy lyrics. And then, like you said, you also like, don't like the, the world is it's the world. So fucked up, man. Like that's a, the theme of a lot of the stuff too. Fair. Like but 95% like, some of, of them when he nails it, it's really good. Some of it's very cheesy, little cringe, and again, this last album in particular was just like, he was just like going back to the well and it was like, yeah, this is all the same ideas, just like said dumber. But I also have a feeling that was like a contractual obligation album. Like I feel like it was probably their last on their contract with Century Media and then they broke up after that. And so it makes sense that like, they were just like, oh, let's just get it out. And um, the only kind of sad thing about that is that I was listening to it now and, you know, after listening to it again, it's like, it's listenable. It's not awful. It's better than like a worse band would do, but it's like definitely the weakest of their stuff. But if you want less of the like whatever, if that's part of the what bothered you, you might no, like, I like it the dig the dig It's okay, it was so you just where, don't it, where it was a mess with yeah, the dig it, dig it, uh, that that doesn't work. And also. As I can hear some of that. There's literally the, the world thing. There's one song on Enemies of Reality where like there's a track messed up. It's like so syncopated, and then one track clearly like slides out of alignment. And like even in the remix or whatever, they couldn't completely fix it. So it's like you can still hear it in there where it just they gets off time, and then it kind of like Sorry. snaps back together. And you're like, man, it's just. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they're a great band. So. <laughs> like, hey, did you do you have did you ever see the I guess they did a live or a video thing or something like were they uh, how were they live uh, did they yeah they so tight? I saw them a were couple they... times um one time I saw them I believe was when Whirl was like recovering from all his substance stuff and so he was a little rough but they were a, a pretty solid tight live band and they had a good string of so like early on with Tim Calvert, there were two guitar players, but then after that, it was usually just Jeff and like a, a touring second guitarist. So for a while they had Chris Broderick. Uh, he was really good. Um, like, I don't think he contributed to any of the writing, but he was, he's like technically about as good as you can get. And so he was great on tour. And then this Godless Endeavor, they had, oh my God, why am I blanking on this guy? Oh, uh, Steve Smith with a Y. Uh, or Steve Smith, not the maybe? football player, right? So uh, he actually wrote a lot on that album, and it was a lot more like, oh, maybe this guy can actually stick around with us and and be permanent part of the lineup because he actually contributed some of the songs. And then the band was over. And then the band was well. He wasn't on the last one either, though. So he he <laughs> left anyway for other. I don't know what the saw the writing on the wall. But maybe because maybe because apparently if they were having interpersonal stuff at that point, and like half the band can't party and is 
pissed the other half can. Didn't, like, uh, was it Worrell that had a wife or a girlfriend or whoever disappeared? Oh yeah. So d- dreaming, yeah, dreaming neon black. I, I was I was gonna make some joke about like oh, so insensitive of you to say that, but no. Uh, dreaming neon black is about he had a girlfriend who was in a cult, and then she disappeared <laughs> with the cult, and so. Dreaming Neon Black is about that, and uh, you know, good. You got to get a good album out of that, that shit. Oof. And uh, well, it's but, better than uh, Tom's divorce score in Never yeah. Gray. Lisa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. So do do? We, we talked about uh, Nevermore and Loomis and all this. And that's cool. Um, a thing I kept kind of bringing up was there's been Communic uh, Communic. I don't, I don't know oh, exactly yeah, yeah. how you're mm-hmm. supposed to say their name. I really like this band. Mm. I realized there are strong parallels here. Uh, you said that yeah, people they seem were, to refer to them as they definitely were light. Yeah, well, I I always say light and or diet to be mildly derogatory to a band that I consider to be a little bit of a clone, but Fair. not like they're actually not like they're bad. But like, although I from my memory, I haven't listened to them in a while, and I didn't listen to them again for this. But my memory was that they were a little less busy, a little less, uh, because obviously I like that in Nevermore because I'm a guitar player and I like what the guitar goes. Sure, fair. And um, and nobody writes a riff with too many notes like Jeff. Can we um, argue that Nevermore had no groove? No, they have some groove. There's times when they groove. Yeah. I, they're very, I didn't hear it. They, I didn't get anything of that. But there's like, syncopation in the groove. It's not necessarily just that's the thing. Like community probably is more groovy because it's more it's more straightforward. It's more straight ahead than Nevermore. But then that's why Nevermore is interesting and unique, and not just a bunch of other metal bands. Also, the different guys singing, which well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Which again, I didn't, I didn't that guy didn't do as much for me as World. So it's World's, I guess World's it's fair. Not everybody can like the same things, but. Boy, I didn't like Nevermore very much. A lot of my... They're still around. Yeah. A lot of my favorite singers with maybe... Well, no, even the ones who are like recognized... Like even like Jeff Tate's recognized to be an incredibly good singer, but then a lot... There's a lot of people who just like... No, they don't want to hear that kind of singing. Well, those people are wrong, ever. though. That's that's okay, just... but that's what I would say to you about World. But I also yeah, but understand that's, that's, there's that's objective versus harder subjective. To get into. And, and Jeff is he's like the dissonant Jeff Tate, basically. Like Ooh. Andy's not Andy wasn't really a dick relative to Jeff Tate. He's even way more of a chill guy. Like, I don't for, for the most part. I don't know how well dissonant vocals make. But he, good listenable well, music but he, except that there's plenty of not dissonant stuff there's plenty of melodic stuff especially right. as the catalog goes on but what i'm saying is that for that he, he he they did something that again is very rare and even the other examples i would name don't do it in the same way so like they're they're a very unique band in that way it's kind of like um again if you just had a harsh vocalist, they would easily be a death metal band. Like nobody would even be like, "This is empowered." No, it would be like totally a death metal band if they just had a guy going like screaming or growling, or whatever. And uh, and some people probably even prefer that, right? Because that ends up in a very weird niche. Me. Yeah, even that you, been better. even you. Uh, and uh, but they had like, oh, what was my point? Um. 
Oh, oh, you were arguing like if the dissonance is good or not. Well, that's the thing. So that was their early edgier stuff. And then it totally smoothed out. I mean, by the time you get to Godless Endeavor, it's like not, there's not much of like, like, like you compared the, I think Dreaming Neon Black has a few songs that are like the peak of the dissonant thing, which, which I especially say because when I first tried to get into Nevermore, I didn't like it. And I was like, those are uh, some dis weird dissonant notes, but but I listen to it now, and I hear how it works and the tension, and it's like if I want to listen to that kind of thing, that's like the only place to get it. And with a little bit of session, like you know, there's a little bit of like maybe like um, I mean, even Pain of Salvation has some stuff where they use intentional, really dissonant harmonies and stuff like that. It's just they were trying to do that where it all the time. Work though with them and every a little um, but I, but also just, maybe you just don't like don't like really dissonant music that's true that's probably true but um it's fine it's fine you don't like whirl uh he's still fantastic and uh <laughs> but yeah, i did I, notice like, I, get it. Like, I don't know on uh, uh, godless yeah a lot more like multi-tracking uh and backup vocals there was yeah. very clear a lot of attention it's, that paid. is easily the best sounding album i think and that's why i recommended it because i was like if you just want one that's sure. easy to listen to has like clearly a lot of songs too like i feel like in terms of like of appropriate length although it has the uh it ended with a seven and then oh, nine oh. and you know what song, though I, I don't even i don't really like the long title the god this godless endeavor title track i always i don't even like know it because i just didn't listen to it that much that's funny because uh, that sounded more like earlier nevermore to me Probably, well, again, but again, because it, it's not, it's not as, um, it's, it's not, not as much as, of a song. The structure, it's just a lot of, yeah, the structure's a little more all over the place. And yeah, um, I do like, the contrast to that is, um. Like the first song, Born, I think, was very good. I like mm -hmm. Born. All right, but it was see. immediately a bunch of things that I found a lot more listenable while still having a good technical guitar and some yes. thrashy stuff, but it, it was still a song. And so that was a lot better. Sentient Six is seven minutes long, but it's a that clear... Was okay. It's a certain... Like, it's, again, that's a prog kind of model song where it starts off very slow and then builds that's up. True. And blah, blah, blah. And it's also a sequel... It's a sequel to a song from uh, Politics of Ecstasy, The Learning. The Learning is about an AI, and Sentient Six is, like, the, after it's... The learning is it's become sentient... Sentient Six is, is sentient, and then it like you know kills everybody like Skynet or whatever. But like uh, they but do. It's, but you know it, it's it's a very different track for them because it's got like the piano and stuff. But yeah, I actually like this the actual title track. This guy was never I never listened to that. In contrast, I actually like the Dead Heart in a Dead World title track because I because it's obviously yeah, it's a title okay. track. Let's say it's it's, okay. it's kind of a longish track, but I like that one a lot more. Uh. And uh, that was it's oh that was actually only five minutes long though so maybe that's why because it's not as overblown you know I mean I can see why you, like Dead Heart is mostly around four to six minutes and and I'm not opposed to long songs when they work but they they can't be exhausting song uh, types that song, eh, song structure but they they can't 
sonically, aurally exhausting for 10 minutes is I can't listen to this anymore. I have to go listen to something else. Is that because, you know? is that mostly coming from, like, where did you feel like you had that, like, on, was it uh, Dreaming Neon Black or Politics of Ecstasy? Mm, probably Ecstasy, okay. but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, uh, I can see Like I said, they muddled as... together. Maybe yeah, well, those two too. are more similar. Those are the, that's the early stuff. Um, like, okay, so let me give an example. Like, I don't actually, again, I don't even... The song, the politics of ecstasy, I'm not as into. It's longer one. It's eight minutes. It's but it doesn't because it doesn't hold up. Like it's not as like you said. It's uh, there's there's less like uh memorable melodies in it. Um, hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really doesn't have the hooks. You gotta um, have some hooks. Se Songs seven tongues have of some hooks. Se seven tongues of God and the sacrament have some hooks. Uh, next in line, not so much, but it has riff. Like that's a lot of like some of the Nevermore stuff, especially the early stuff, may not have a hook as much, but it has a riff. And so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Dreaming Neon Black. Uh, there's like the last track forever. I don't see. I don't think I ever even like some of these the long tracks. I don't think I ever even uh, got into as much. But uh, on, on uh, Dreaming Neon Black, uh, the Death of Passion, I Am the Dog, and Poison God Machine. Those are all really good, very dissonant, potentially unpleasant to listen to songs. Except that that's what you want. And then it fucking rules. It's the best fucking thing. Nobody <laughs> else can touch that it. shit. If you want it. Everything else, like, uh, so, uh, you know, it. That's fair. I, I understand. I, they, they are a band that I didn't get into as aggressively. I had friends, because I had friends, um, they're also, they're from Seattle, so they're sort of like, Queensryche adjacent. I've read about the uh they started off as part of like the grunge scene. They were, I think, called Sanctuary well, or something like that. Well, the no, Sanctuary is like a like a even less grungy band. They're, that was their the 80s band that Whirl was in. Uh weren't they kind of like I thought I've maybe I've read not, the Wikipedia. It's not wrong, grungy. But... It is um is more thrashy. And more, uh, I think. Well, actually, I don't. I don't know. Would you like it less? Because there's world doing more like super high stuff. I'd probably like that better. You might like that better, which is weird because it's almost like less tasteful. But I guess you could see it's a different direction. Oh no, um, Sanctuary, according to Wikipedia, which eh, was pressured by its yeah. recording label, it changes musical style, switching from heavy metal to grunge, which blah, 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 blah. yeah. Then uh, World and Jim Shepard said, "No, fuck this," and left. And so that's yeah. what happened. Oh, maybe they wanted to switch to grunge. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, and I think Jeff Loomis actually was in Sanctuary for like five minutes at the very end. And then they they left to start Nevermore with him. And then they got kind of more aggressive. And uh, and they already knew they weren't going to be like a main, because Sanctuary, you know, I think like almost was, uh, those bands <laughs> Oops, came in late in the 80s. I was trying to check into my phone to see if I had any Sanctuary, which I think I do. And I shouldn't have, have listened to. There's some decent stuff. Well, if you do listen to them, we can talk about them. There's some decent stuff. I don't like it as much as Nevermore. There's a few really good tracks. Uh, World also reunited with them. I have for a minute. Surprisingly, the Mirror Black. <laughs> That's it. That's that, the one so, thing. The one song. That's right. probably why. Yeah, because it was named after right this song off of their second album, Into the Mirror Black, um, which we also did a song. We did a Sanctuary cover. Future Tense, we did uh, River Dragon, and we disintegrate off of Dead Heart, and we did This Sacrament off of Politics of Ecstasy. Because I didn't get into Politics of Ecstasy until I learned that song, and I was like, this is a sick riff. And This Sacrament actually has like 
um like kind of a, a chorus and like uh it it's more of a of a like a what you might call like a good song i guess is what you want me to say <laughs> uh the song but, that's like is is a song yeah yeah exactly exactly and uh but yeah yeah i, I don't know that's right. I want I want I want a little elements of butt rock sprinkled in on top There's of There's more the, the later you go, rock. the more that it's like the more butt rock shows up, the more like Jeff's true butt rock like origins start to show, which I actually love because you get all these like seven string power ballads and shit. Like um like right, everyone does a like believe in nothing has got to be their most like um covered song. Yo, they're this super it's easily the most accessible out of any fucking, of the earlier stuff. Well, it's not even early. That's the thing. That's is that's the transition <laughs> point. That's two thousand. Oh, okay, fire. And it is a hundred percent a butt rock power ballad that yeah. just happens to be played on the seven string. It's like one because I I didn't realize this until I learned the guitar parts, and then I'm like, like I learned the like clean part, the acoustic part, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is a fucking butt rock power. How did I? What the? This is. There's nothing like weird. It's just super like. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a Queensrÿche like, song. To yeah, bring that exactly. Back in. It no, really, exactly. Really is. It's like Queensrÿche, but seven string. Yeah, like that's. So again, it's uh. Exactly, you nailed it. Uh, and there's three. There's three power ballads on uh Heart Collector, Believe in Nothing. I think maybe I would maybe call Insignificant also maybe a power ballad. Like those, like three of them on that album. And then as you go on, like there at least one per album. There's at least one. Uh, who decides? Who decides is that? No, no. Tomorrow turned into yesterday. That's the uh, enemies of reality power ballad. Um, and then this godless endeavor, I think, is sell my heart for stones. Is maybe the fucking. But there's like that one every right. album. There's just like a fucking straight up fucking power ballad, which again I enjoy a power ballad, and so therefore certain people. I know who are big fans of the band. Those are the songs they hate. And then <laughs> there are other fans Obviously. of the band who like, that's their favorite, you know, the, again, believe in nothing is like a lot of people's favorite song, which is a great song, but it's also like, ob like obvious one, like the hit practically, yes. you know? Right. So I don't know. It's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot more, um, the Skyless Endeavor. Like, I feel like you can kind of actually listen to the first, like, like really, I don't think that uh, the end it kind of drag maybe drags a little, but like it's a pretty solid like front. I might give that one another listen just because, and or the stuff after it that I didn't get to mm -hmm. at all because. And there's I, good songs. There's good songs on Enemies of Reality. Uh, there's a few that I don't get into as much, but there's a few that I really like. I mean, again, I don't know. It's like they're not like one of those bands where I'm like every song on every album is the fucking best. It's just that when they did stuff good, it was stuff that you didn't really hear anywhere else. Or like the other, I'll give you another example of like a sort of a, a band in the similar style, but that absolutely doesn't touch a lot of the stuff they did, which is the good albums from Mercenary. Mm -hmm. Mercenary, Danish, uh, a similar band where like if it wasn't, it's kind of melodic. There's, they actually have death metal vocals, but they also have a lot of melodic vocals, and they they do a lot of like over, like layering them because they had. I I only listened to two albums from them, 
<laughs> uh and those are 11 dreams and uh the hours that remain and those both have the same lead singer and the bass player who was one of the main guys in the band also did like a lot of vocals too and so they would layer them sometimes melodic sometimes aggressive sometimes one of each sometimes like both kind of doing death but one would be like a higher register one a lower register that's the thing that makes that band possibly the most unique but they're a lot more straightforward in the material but it's similar in that it's the same kind of like low tuning i don't know if they use seven strings but it's the same it's like i think tuned to b or something are they still and, around or was this uh, just they a are thing? but none of the guys on from the good stuff are in it anymore they actually they like a totally different lineup of no original members or at least none i know of and then the unfortunate thing is that the good the guys from the good era were going to start a new band during the pandemic and it was going to be called fire soul which is one of the tracks off of 11 dreams and you're like oh you're naming it off a good song from a good album it's going to be good and then they started posting stuff on facebook like it was taking forever and i was like oh come on man i want this band it's gonna be great and then they started posting stuff like Never believe the science. And I was like, the oh. fuck? God damn it. Yeah, they went fucking chuddy and like, like, don't take vaccines and stuff. Like, God damn it. Like, so that's that band's fucking worthless now. Yeah. Well, never mind. I was going to look them up, but now I, I won't. But that's... those two never, those two mercenary albums, uh, 11 Dreams, The Hours That Remain, I can send you the, those titles if you want, but those are fucking great. And they are. Oh, you're right. It's, you said there's different guys in the original. Yeah, so that yeah, might yeah. be. I might have to check that out. It sounds interesting. Those two least. albums, and those are from like the period. Like that was like when they were like because like yeah, they played Brock Power, uh, and uh, Eleven Dreams is about. It's partially about nine eleven, but uh, the, <laughs> but not like. But again, but it does, somehow doesn't like. There's nothing on it that makes you go like, oh god, like no. That that's the weird thing about it. It's more just seems like they were like. It was a historic event that they like, like not like maybe it's because they're Danish. And so that doesn't translate, but like, there's no like line about jet fuel, melting steel beams. There's nothing like that. It doesn't seem conspiratorial. It might be, but if they did, if it is, then like they wrote it ambiguously <laughs> enough that I don't notice oh, God. it, <laughs> but maybe that was the whole, whole time. But like, it doesn't seem like uh. it. It just seems like it's like, this is bad. And like, but also it's it it's almost seemed like it, there was i don't know it, it's ambiguous enough it doesn't it doesn't matter it's it's melodic but heavy and uh and it's and it's cool uh and you might even like it better cuz it's it's definitely not oral but uh could couldn't hurt but yeah so uh that was i uh, oh good conspiracy theories that's that's my favorite Oh, well, like, I didn't even think of it as conspiracy theory related. It just sounded like it was about how oh, 9-11 was bad, like the songs that reference it. Uh, or, 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 or again, too ambiguous for me to tell what their point is. Like there's a song called, um, uh, let me see if I'm remembering it right. Is it like sometimes when you can't tell if Queensryche wants to lick boots or, or smash the patriarchy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. It's just ambiguous enough where you're like, I think you know. You're so angry, uh, but who are you angry at? Right. Ever? So there's everyone? obviously the song Eleven Dreams, and then there's a song called World Hate Center. Uh, but I don't know what that means. I don't know who's doing the hating. Is it that it was bad, and so it's 
or was it that is bad that they attacked it? Like, I don't know, but that's like, there's, it's, it's not like, I don't think it's concept album or anything. Cause there's all kinds of other weird shit on it. That's just more generic. Like, I mean, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it's, most it, things. It's fucking great. But, uh, those two albums are, are fantastic. I still listen to them. Yeah, even in their the Wikipedia, they're compared to like Nevermore, Inflames, Soilwork, Sentenced. See, those are all death metal bands. I well, Inflames used to be. Well, yeah, exactly. But uh, always have to throw exactly. That in. And so, but that's for example, these death metal bands who then like pivoted to having all these melodic choruses, but they suck because the guys don't sing melodic stuff well. And even like soil work where like he's like adequate, but like it's still just it's it's fine, it's whatever. But like Fair. but Nevermore had a, a, a re, like a unique again, so unique. Uh, you know, it's that same thing as like again, a lot of my favorite singers, like uh Getty Lee, um who else is like frequently people will be like, Oh yeah, I fucking hate that guy. I'm like, you know what? That's fair. It's fine if you don't like him, that's okay. But uh why I like them is because they're so unique and if you're if you're that unique and influential some amount of people are just going to hate you anyway and not like the thing you're doing because it because if the uh, thing it, it reminds me of a joke it reminds me of one of joke. my yeah. oldest most favorite jokes how do you catch a unique rabbit how unique up on him oh how do you catch a tame rabbit uh same way you neek up on it. Same way you, oh my God. That's a real bit. Oh man. That's, that wasn't what I was expecting. That was a, <laughs> quite a joke. Quite uh, a joke. I'd apologize, but I'm not sorry. It's fine. I know you are. <laughs> uh, that's a classic. You, you can use uh, that. It's allowed. I, I didn't write it. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know what else to say other than, I mean, again, I, I wouldn't, you know, if you don't like, uh, again, I know other people who I like share a lot of musical interests with, they don't like world. Oh, oh, the other, what am I thinking of? Pain of Salvation. That's the other obvious one that people will just be like, I just don't like what this band is doing. And I'm like, I respect your right to think that, even though you're wrong. And, huh. but again, it's fine. It's, 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 it's weird and unique. And it's got, if it wasn't, if, if it was like, Fucking, I don't know. I never find Sabaton found Pen of Salvation weird. Really? Ever? Oh, they're pretty fucking weird. They're pretty fucking. I mean, I, I've band. listened to a good amount of crazy prog shit too, but like I like like Spiral Architect unreservedly. Found them listenable. Worlds something about it is just so grating. It might have been the combination of all the sad boy world hates me bullshit Maybe. along with mm. the dissonant vocals that it just turns it into and and then on top of the exhausting songs that yeah. it's it's just a bad package for me. I wouldn't, might be all the things. Yeah, I definitely don't think Dreaming, Neon Black, or Politics of Ecstasy probably were what you'd want to be like. If you like like you said, De Dead Heart, Godless Endeavor, and I would I would give if you suddenly liked those enough that you wanted to listen to more of the stuff that you liked from those, then Enemies of Reality, pretty much those three albums are what I would recommend someone with your inclinations. But again, if you don't like World, then fuck it, don't listen to it. It's fine. You know, it's like sometimes <laughs> you just won't. don't like a singer, even if you, you know, so that's fine. Whatever.
but uh he is a legend a legend in his own time and uh uh what are you gonna do but you know don't oh god if you have certain health issues you should probably not do cocaine anymore is all, all i'm saying what do you have di diabetes he had, uh, I think he had two diabetes, like a, 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 a pancreas a pancreas thing a pancreatitis or something those can all and so then together. he like yeah and so i think there were other things too i think it was like complications from stuff like so he stopped drinking for a while whatever but then he died he od'd oh. in, in uh yeah doing coke in brazil uh oh. so he, was, he was living in brazil he had a brazilian band for his solo stuff and i think some of the guy uh like after doing the sanctuary stuff he i think he was maybe doing another solo album he has two solo albums which are all, oh yeah you, you wouldn't want to, but they're if the, the his solo albums are for if you like him and you don't like the Jeff Loomis super noty riffy you know kind of thing um because just a little it's like it's it, it is also like diet nevermore it's like lighter yeah. on that aspect but still with Worrell and uh the lyrics are still gonna be sad I'm not gonna listen to that at all suit like uh the government is bad and stuff but you know like he's in that it's almost like conspiracy theory, but like only up until like where it is probably correct. Like there's a song about uh, his friend getting locked up for like weed possession or something and how that, you know, is well, kind of bullshit. Whole, yeah. And so, so generally like really he's got, there's it's a lot of like, fucked. they say stuff like some of it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I totally, I understand some criticisms of him that I think it's like it's actually a feature, not a bug. It's just like, yeah, that's that's what you get. And sometimes it works, sometimes it works great, sometimes it don't work so good. And it is what it is. Um that's fair. And uh yeah, I mean Dude, good I'm surprised, I'm surprised good I'm gonna listen to Nevermore right now. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's, it's I love Nevermore. It is good. I it's they're a band I like more. I have only continued to like them more and more over time. And like so like I it, so it was one of those rare bands that I surprised didn't like warm up to as quickly as I ended as much as I ended up liking them. Like I was I think I I I listened to Dead Heart a bunch when it came out. But I was still like, yeah, they're decent, hit or miss, whatever. And then, like, at some point when I had to learn those songs, I was gonna say, I suspect this has got a lot to do with you learning and playing them. I think well, maybe that's that's what kind of like thing. acclimated me to them. But then I appreciate the music, uh, for what it is. For again, for, for kind of a unique. Thing. I didn't even realize kind of how like how unique it was at the time and how little, uh, there is that is in that name. It's the same thing with like Queensrÿche. There's like not a lot of there's there's bands that kind of came after Queensrÿche that kind of tried to do a Queensrÿche ish thing, but like there's not a lot of Queensrÿche like bands. There's a few. There's a few that you could be like, okay, well, Crimson Glory, you know, obviously, and um, so there's always a, there's a few adjacent ones, but they're not quite the same thing. And then it's like what influence did carry on also got like swallowed up by say like you know dream theater or something and so you i don't know like uh fair enough fair enough did, did we ever hear anything about why he left um arch enemy because they're still rolling they've right away with new guitarists etc etc we could speculate wildly um yeah and they had, they had replacements ready or... to go which i think he it was i think it was the same kind of it might have been 
it might have been like uh like Kiko? it almost seemed like Kiko, yeah, where he was like, here, use this guy. And they were like, all right, great. And that dude, um, I, I wasn't familiar with him. He's played in a bunch of bands, but it's that kind of thing. He's like a guy who's been hired in a lot of bands that needed to replace a guitar. Well, player. if you're replacing a stunt guitarist, it's not really the biggest, I, especially a stunt guitarist doesn't get to do stunts. I would strongly wager that he was just he had enough money from it and enough clout that he was just bored and it was time to do something else. And he felt like he did his time and it was, you know, I was surprised he wasn't bored from the fucking minute he joined that band. And so, um, which is why I would not all be surprised if he finally was like, you know what? It's time. I think a lot of us do boring stuff for money. It's, it's Yeah, he did it for a long time though. And again, a lot of well, yeah, but, but. Wouldn't go to work <sighs> if they didn't pay me. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, look, I've played Nevermore songs. They're fun as shit to play live. That's one of the part of the foot. Like they're, they're, uh, they're fun to play. They're hard to play sometimes, and uh, and they rock. They rock so fucking hard. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, the new latest recent Nevermore is so fucking boring. Uh, I mean that was enemy? Playing, I think. Oh, sorry, yeah. Arch Enemy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew um, you meant. But so what? We don't. We don't know what he's gonna do. We don't know why he we left. Know he has we don't something know what lined it's... up. But like, there's not a lot of reason to think. Like, it seemed totally amicable. I think it was just business. He was just like, I did enough of it. How long was he in? He was like 13 years, years. or something. That was, was nine years. Or is that Alyssa? No, no had to be, had to be um, him. Oh, I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking of Portnoy. That's why I'm gonna. <laughs> Alyssa was maybe six years. Well, I know he was in 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 the band in 2015 when I when they were at Heavy Montreal. That's eight years. So, uh, he joined in 2014. Yeah, that'd be so nine years. He made he he was established from Nevermore. He he was doing uh, you know, starting to do some guitar heroy stuff around that time. I don't know if that was all before he joined or like coinciding with it. But what if he joined the Agonist? Uh. <laughs> uh. Well, you know, because Alyssa left and did boring stuff. That's and, true. That's uh, true. Maybe he could leave the boring band and go to the Agonist and make them uh, more relevant. Because they used to be pretty good. Yeah, they tailed off, and Arch Enemy used to be pretty good. They tailed off, so maybe yeah. we can find a way to make one of these bands better again. I don't know. I That'd just nice. hope. I hope he does something uh, a with a singer because he did a bunch of again he did the shit uh, after Nevermore where it was just like instrumental stuff and it's like look it doesn't really matter it's unfortunately the thing about in Nevermore you can hear like the complete progression of Jeff's style and even on those last few Nevermore albums even the good ones there's clearly like reused ideas where you were like you did this before and there's like one guitar solo everyone does it there's a guitar solo on enemies of reality that is straight up just like a seven string sweep arpeggio exercise and i've literally heard people be like oh bro you know what the good solo like that is not a good solo it's a good exercise and he moves it around whatever but it's like that is that was a guitar exercise. You just and it, once I saw, I was like, "Oh, that's a good exercise. I should, I should learn that. It's a good arpeggio for seven strings." But 
you know, again, I, I think they're an amazing band, but I still, there's, I still have criticisms and there's still like weaker tracks and stuff, but he did all this stuff. Like he, he's a great guitar player and, uh, but I don't, I'm, it's the same kind of thing with Portnoy and Dream Theater. I'm not holding my breath to hear something new from him that I'm going to like crap my pants over. I would love to hear something good and interesting and I would probably listen to it because like both the last Nevermore and Cochrane Dystopia, what I was listening to them recently, I was like, you know, this is very listenable, very listenable, even though it was, you know, a lackluster Nevermore album compared to any of the previous ones and definitely less sort of fresh ideas but hey if you want a more smoothed out accessible like the thing that bugged me listening to it again is i realized that in the grand scheme of things in the band's tra in band trajectories if they hadn't broken up they were probably right about to hit their like keep cranking it out and actually get paid phase like their blow up and a lot more people have heard of them but they all their favorite album is the obsidian conspiracy. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And they've never even heard of dreaming neon black and they know dead heart. It is dead kind of the arc, though, but I that mean, is the yeah. arc. But the thing was, this was the first time I've ever thought this about band and been like, you know what? I kind of wish that had happened because could have seen him more times. Maybe world wouldn't fucking OD because he wouldn't have been in Brazil going like, man, fuck those guys and let's do some rails. <laughs> fucking fucking world. Know, probably just doing rails and complaining about, old band which i mean you know that sounds like it's pretty on brand <laughs> i can't uh, understandable i mean uh, uh so the uh as a karaoke hated me <laughs> uh, good singer. I, I hope he does something cool and if they did if they did a never more uh you know thing with some new singer i'd probably check it out why not but it, fair enough it's also probably wouldn't it's it's definitely in that zone, like rushed with no Neil, where a lot of people would be like, "Why would you even try to?" Uh, he's such a distinct singer. Uh, but I but just for love of the material, I would go see them and check it out. But even if he and Van Van's a really great drummer too, I should also mention. Like that's the thing. There is a really they are really good. They were a really good band and really technically solid. And I only think I only saw him twice, but it was it was really good. Uh, other than the one time, World didn't sound as good. But then the next time I saw them, he sounded better. It was that thing where you like you know, get get healthy? It was that thing too where I think like you know he stopped doing drugs and well he also had, uh, the pancreas thing, but like he clearly gained some weight and then he lost it and then he started to sound a little better again. I don't know. It's all hey, you know who's shit. a really good singer. I think still needs uh, full time work and can wail a little bit in sort of the uh the, the wailing tone but i don't think i've ever heard him do anything uh dissonant uh, i think howard jones still needs work hmm. that's possible you know what i mean he's got kind of that that wailing tone yeah well, how, and then, how would you feel about a howard jones being employed in because he's certainly done yeah. uh some of the thrash stuff sure a lot of that i'd I check it out would play bass with this but this, this is i'm just putting together people that are not currently employed but could sound i would listen i'll listen to anything with howard howard's fucking fantastic right i would listen to that in a heartbeat yeah i mean you just i just did would... more like guest shit with some bullshit rock uh, radio rock band so I, I know he needs work yeah i would definitely check it out i mean i think that could be cool like i don't 
uh well honestly like i you know i'm not the biggest like even if they did nevermore with a different singer i would still check it out i i'm i have mixed feelings on the one hand it's that thing like no call it something else don't call it nevermore because it's not the same but then on the other hand if they call it nevermore then they'll go out and play nevermore songs and so then i would go see them because i know that they're going to play stuff i like uh even if it's like a it feels like a Nevermore tribute band or something. Like when you see, Queens I have right in now. my head right now Howard Jones singing uh, "Believe in Nothing." It sounds fantastic. I can see. I can see it working. I want um, that to happen. Yeah. I, this this is this is me trying to. Uh, uh, should I lost the word? I, I want. I'm gonna manifest gonna, it. Yes, manifest. Thank you. Yeah. Words are hard. I want to. I'm gonna manifest Howard Jones singing "Believe in Nothing" with Jeff and whoever else. And, that will be good for everybody. We should do this. Yeah. Howard, come on. Everybody, everybody tell Howard. I saw somebody work. online suggest um, Dino Jesselnik, who is the guy who sang on the Michael Romeo, the oh. Michael Romeo solo albums. He's really good because he basically, you know, singing in the style of Russ Allen, but in a way Russ Allen no longer will do. And similar to that, somebody suggested him, although he just joined, uh, the, oh, sorry, it's not Sons of Apollo. It's the two guys from Sons of Apollo since, uh, sorry, okay, Sons of Apollo, you know, the one with uh, uh, Mike Portnoy, uh, Derek Sherinian, and oh, um... uh, Bumblefoot. And now that, and Jeff Scott Soto, but now that Portnoy is back in Dream Theater, uh, Bumblefoot. Winery and... dogs? No, no, no. That's the other one. Oh fuck! The other it's, it's, uh, the, the winery it's, dogs it's is Billy Sheehan and Richie Kotzen. Oh, um, and I don't. It's even less metal than Too many things that one. But Sons of Apollo was also disappointing. They were all not amazing. But it's it, but it was funny because uh, Derek Shrinian and Bumblefoot started a new band without mike but they also ditched jeff scott soto in the process like yeah fuck that. <laughs> so that's that was best. funny but they got dino jesselnik this guy who's very good on the michael romeo albums and i would almost rather hear him sing symphony x right now his early stuff anyway so that kind of situation but Understood. uh yeah i think it'd be great i'll try to make it i'm gonna make it seem like we speculated way more about who should sing for nevermore so that people will be well, yeah. Man, I mean, we can continue to do so. I can, I I can give I you all really kinds of singers other, that would be I better mean, than Moral, because it's literally all of them. Except you can't. Ooh. You can't. And also, <laughs> they, first of all, no, but they have to be good enough to be able to sing his parts. Yeah. And then somehow also be better than him. Yeah, see? there. Yeah, let's uh, try. See? No, I think that's still is almost not, all of them. Oh, no. is that? Do you think his stuff's easy to sing? I didn't say that. No. I said there are better ways to sing it. No, there aren't. There's you literally cannot much better. You, like you in tune. No, except that it is in tune. It's just the tuning is, is, is a dissonant bad. modality, <laughs> and you think it's bad, but it is actually correct for the notes that are being played. Okay, maybe he was in tune. Maybe it's whatever. His tone it's is dissonant. Bad. It's not a tune. It's dissonant. Like that's the thing. Uh, Angry Metal guy said the same thing. He's also wrong. Um, so just so you know i don't i don't really like to agree with uh the old amg yeah exactly much, that's, why I, I'm gonna, that's why i'm gonna let you know that you're you're it's a very amg take <laughs> that, that's so. that's it's kind of underhanded um yeah well, I, I felt that one well, down, yeah, down below right the belt yeah. but uh bastard uh 
especially when we hit to hit, hit the takes like and then amg comes out with a, a stupid take uh, a week or a month later it's like cool good job <laughs> yeah. at being slow yeah. i don't i always gotta also check i always forget like most of the stuff on the site he doesn't write so i have to always check who actually wrote it and be like oh yeah oh, yeah i don't know you could have been eldritch elitist or Still for that when it's like he didn't write it uh, but he did defend uh, Fellowship, so, you know, still still musically canceled, whatever. Just, I don't, I would, I, would, I don't want to hear that guy sing. That guy, it, it would not be better. I said almost everybody, yeah, he no, is not included. Definitely not, definitely not. Oh my God. Uh, all right, well, that's, that's pretty much what I had to say about it. Um, Fair enough. What else? I don't know. I, I kind of gave him that Japanese power metal band thingy. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, have you heard the new um, I'm on a Marth with Biff Bifford from Saxon where no. they're singing about Vikings and Saxons? I, listen, I haven't listened to a new I'm on a Marth in a long time because Fair. it started to kind of just be like I'm probably going to go thing. see them no. with Cannibal Corpse in May in uh, at the Sylvie, I think so. That sounds at least like a fun show. I haven't seen Chemical Corpse before either, so yeah, they'd be fun to see. I saw well. them. I think I might have seen a Monomarth. Did I see them the same? Like I, I've seen them, and I want to. I know I saw them in the same place. I saw Nevermore, but I'm. I mean, my mind is telling me like it was. The, I don't know if it was the same night or not. Might have been. It might have been a Gigantour. Mm. One of the times I saw them. There you go. Um, but. They're fun live, but I just I don't listen to their new stuff because it's like yeah, oh well, yeah. There's there's that, but yeah, I do need to see them live. Also, the thing we need to talk about at some point, and I, I acknowledge that this is going to require homework on my part. I have discovered that a genre I like, and I don't know where this came from, is atmo black, or as I like to call it, post black metal. Oh, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post like uh like uh like Death Heaven or. I like I said, I have to do more uh research on it to actually um remember what some of the bands are. I I, to... I think that um oh shit. Oh my god, I, I have lost all of it. I remember to bring it up, but I, f- I forgot everything I wanted to talk about. Um and I don't know if this is a, a a thing that is popular enough in any of these communities to talk about and get any kind of views or not, but I, I like it and I don't know why I like it because I think it might still be kind of boring and songs don't do anything, <laughs> but I, I find them pleasant. Okay. Well, <laughs> find me, like send me some of the stuff you like. I'll check I had it out. some stuff. I will have to look it up. It made me think of, um, I guess I don't know if this is the app. Atmo I think Borkbyar counts. Oh yeah. I think um, somewhat. It might. Um, the, the, the band I was thinking of Dev Heaven is there. It's not so much Atmo as it's like a uh, black gaze. Mm. it's like the black metal meets shoegaze and at one point i've been meaning to listen to their most popular album just to i never really gave them a full listen or whatever because it's not something i'm interested in but it's interesting i'd like to at some point because it's one of these things where uh you know all the black metal dorks who uh believe that it needs to be true and unadulterated and bad sounding um, yeah that's i, I think it. why i like it because it's not not bad, bad sounding. yeah it's, yeah it's and, and, but, and in their case they got you know got accused of being like like hipster metal 
which but that makes sense if you're mixing like you know, shoegaze right. with it. And so I don't even know. So I don't I don't have like a strong like or dislike on it. It's more interesting because it's both. Oh, the same reason that the metal nerds hate it is the reason it's popular, which is it was actually kind of a novel combination that also just made sense. It was kind of just like there, like oh, why didn't you combine these two things? Where they both um, create soundscapes by picking stuff fast, but it doesn't necessarily require musical structure. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then there's the old argument that black metal is just surf rock. Yeah, well, that's um, my my buddy Brooks has a band now entirely based around that premise. Well, it's not black metal. It was it started off as thrash. It was started off as like surf covers of Slayer songs but now it's an original band it's basically surf metal and there's that gets awfully close to pirate metal if you're not careful yeah but it's gonna be it'll be obvious it's surf more than than that um but uh i don't know it's, it's interesting it's all uh they 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 actually have like original songs and stuff now um, all right I'm gonna do some more digging on that, and maybe we'll talk about it at some point. Sweet. I don't. I don't. Anyway, exactly. all right. Good all enough. Right. Good stuff. Like and subscribe. Let us her. know in the comments. All that stuff. All right. Let us know whether you or not you'd like Warl and <laughs> yes. why you have brain damage if you do, or if you don't, <laughs> why your ears are broke. Or do you, well, you don't have to explain that. I'll tell you why your ears are broke. You just tell me <laughs> what weird mistaken ideas you have about what he's supposedly doing wrong, which is actually. So, Wait, so can we right. do a poll? Can you do YouTube video polls? <laughs>